You're listening to The John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Mm-hmm. Baylor section, the Big 12, mm-hmm. that's, that's where I go to first in the magazine. There's also a really cool page from Greg Tepper. Uh, it's the letter from the editor which forever has been Dave Campbell right. until Mr. Campbell passed away. Last year in this space, they had uh, a really a tribute to, to Mr. Dave. So mm-hmm. there really wasn't a letter to the editor. But Greg Tepper takes over that role this year. Um, and part of it is, I want to share it with you, uh, Greg says, this magazine is above all else a labor of love. When Dave and Reba Campbell and Hollis Biddle launched this magazine in 1960, it was a love letter to football in this state. And while our staff has grown and our content has changed, that core belief, a love for the game in this state, still informs and drives everything that we do. It's the great gift that Dave left for us, a blueprint by which we get to celebrate Texas football, and it's one we don't take for granted. This page will never belong to me. It's Dave's forever, but I'm happy to borrow it in a small way to continue his legacy. I genuinely hope you enjoy the 2023 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football most of all, I hope Dave likes it. Isn't that great? That's great. That's great tribute from yeah. Greg Tepper to, Outstanding. Uh, to Mr. Dave. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Yes, we could continue me reading the magazine to you, or we could visit with the man who who wrote those words. Greg Tepper, the uh, managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, joins us now. And Greg, it is a pleasure to have you on. How are you today? Uh, John, the pleasure's all mine. I always love uh, uh, talking to folks back home and the at the at the the home the foot the, the the spiritual home yes. of the magazine yeah, uh, yeah. now oh, we, we office up here in Dallas in the Dallas area now but uh, but Waco's always home for us uh, from Mr Campbell's uh, kitchen table right he and Hollis Biddle that was the beginning and uh, we really appreciate I mean that's why I use that we really appreciate you and your kind words about Mr Dave and I, I just know that there are a lot of us that feel that same way as uh, as you do. Yeah, it, you know, whenever we we put together the magazine, our our number one job is just to do right by Dave. You know, he, he was such a visionary, uh, such a guy who who had this idea long before anybody thought to do something like this to have comprehensive coverage of football in the state of Texas. Uh, and, and that that vision is something that has been such a blessing for us, and it's the reason that we're around. And, and because he he had those types of ideas. Uh, of of being inclusive and making sure that we we covered uh yeah yes we're going to cover the Baylor Bears and and, and the A&M Aggies and the Texas Longhorns but we're also going to con- cover the Groover Greyhounds uh, mm. you know they their football matters too and that was something that was really important to Dave and and it's something that that really does drive what we do here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football uh to this day and and hopefully forever that's great nobody does it better than you guys and we appreciate it we uh we always watch for if you're not if we're not a subscriber you know and get it in the mail we watch for you know, where are the first magazines? And uh, I found one uh, at the end of last week at, at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. I think you were, uh, William there said you were through Waco, right? Through the Hall of Fame last week? Uh, yeah, you know, we, we, we had uh, magazines there at the Hall of Fame. We have such a special relationship with them because, of course, that that's such a, a, a piece of Dave's legacy as well is the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. And so, yeah, we, we always make sure they get a uh, an early an early copy, uh, an early shipment of, of magazines. So uh, that's a uh, for for our friends down there in Central Texas. That's a, a little a little uh, 
uh, insider tip that if you're ever looking for the magazine to get it first, if you go check the Hall of Fame, uh, they'll have it uh, pretty much before anybody else. Right. Yep, that's it. We spread that word uh, best <laughs> we can here, and it's absolutely true. What are, you, uh, what are you most proud of when you think about this year's edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football? You know, the thing that I really come back to, obviously, that there's shifting sands of, of college football across the state. We have to rejigger some things. We had to add four pages for Sam Houston since they're joining the FBS ranks, uh, things like that. So we had to move some things around. But, but uh, you know, the, the things that I think I'm most proud of are probably the main features that we've got in there. The main feature on TCU, Sonny Dykes. Uh, and just the, the remarkable story of him kind of coming into his own. In large part, his uh, his his story is one of uh, he's been defined by who he's not over the course of his career. He's not his dad, who was this big, gregarious, effusive personality who was the, the king of Lubbock, right? Uh, he's not him. Uh, he's not Gary Patterson, the guy who took over. Uh, he took over for. He has to walk by his statue every day he goes to his office. Um, but he he did his way, and what he did was do something historic, which is take a team from Texas to the college football playoff for the first time in the national championship game. Mike Craven, our senior writer, wrote that piece. I'm, I I really really love it. I've read it three or four times, and, and and I find something new that I love every time. And then the Gatefold cover uh, magazine of the magazine uh, features Reginald Samples from Duncanville, uh, a, a guy who is the, the ninth winningest coach in Texas high school football history, the winningest black coach in Texas high school football history. In many respects, the godfather of black coaches. He's got 23 former assistants that are now head coaches of their wow. own in high yeah. school football ranks. Um, and, but his story is one that's largely been a heartbreak. Uh, I think people remember the famous uh, Hail Mary uh, in 2018. On, he was on the business end of that one. In 2004, he got his heart ripped out by, by Dallas Lincoln or at Dallas Lincoln by Kilgore. But, but to finally get that state championship, we get an opportunity to tell his story in the magazine and, and that, that kind of tale of redemption uh, to, to get, back, get to the mountaintop. And so I'm really proud of those two main features. I think that people are really going to enjoy them. That's great. And it's not an accident that the pose you used on the cover of Sonny Dykes uh, is pretty similar to a cover back in 1989, right? Yeah, we, there's there's a, a, an echo there. I'll yeah, say that. Yeah, you know? that's good. You know, uh, Sonny Dykes, of course, Spike, or uh, Spike Dykes, rather, Sonny Dykes' uh, father was on our cover back in 1990. It's one of my all-time favorite covers because I think it just, you know, we always want to capture what, what the cover subject is about. I don't know if there's a, a photo we've ever taken than the one in 1990 of that big guffaw yeah. from, from Spike Dykes in his, in his office. And we wanted to capture that similar, have that echo there because that does mean a lot to, to Sonny Dykes, but also uh, to do it his own way, that he is not that big gregarious guy. He's more of a quiet guy. He, he, he's, he's a little bit uh, you know, less, uh, less of everybody's best friend and more just kind of a, a thoughtful football guy. Sure. He can get fiery at times, but, but we wanted to, to kind of echo that while still making it his own. And, and we thought we did that pretty well. Thanks for that subtle correction. 1990 cover with Spike Dykes and uh, and now Sonny Dykes on the cover in 2023. Uh, it's interesting, Greg, tell me if you agree, uh, the reach and the power of Texas Football Magazine. Uh, a school like, oh, Nebraska buys a full-page ad right in Texas Football yeah. Magazine. Uh, well, listen, that is kind of – that's the, the coin of the realm now is, yeah. is finding those connections here in the state of Texas. And, and of course they made some major moves, Matt rule. You guys are quite sure with his work. And, and, and then he goes out and to be real honest, he basically copy pastes what he did at Baylor, where whenever he got, you guys remember when he got hired at Baylor, he kind of looked around and, and for, you know, I hate to use this word on the radio, but he was a Yankee, right? Mm, right. You know, he comes, 
Tony's down, doesn't have those Texas bona fides. So what does he do? He goes out there and he hires Joey McGuire and he hires David Wetzel, two guys who are beloved in the Texas high school football community. Well, then he goes up to Nebraska and he says, well, why don't we do the same thing? So he goes and plucks Bob Wager from Arlington Martin and he goes and hires Susan Elza, uh, the UIL athletic director, uh, to, to kind of head up his Texas bona fides yeah, there to yeah. get that recruiting foothold. So, so yeah, there, there is that reach certainly. And, and yeah, you know, when we got a call from Lincoln, Nebraska saying they'd like to buy an ad, we, we thought maybe it was a crank call, but we, we verified it and, <laughs> and the check cleared. So we're happy to put them in the magazine. That's great. And Garrett McGuire on that staff uh, for Matt Rule also at Nebraska. Yeah. Um, a lot the, of Texas ties. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which is a smart move. I mean, a very uh, calculated move by Matt Rule. Uh, I'm always interested in, uh, well, the whole thing, but the state of Texas power poll and the Big 12 power poll, both of which uh, topped by the University of Texas. Uh, Greg, this is the year, right? This is the year. The Longhorns uh, are going to be picked by everybody to win the Big 12 this year. Well, it better be the year. You know, you talk about high expectations uh, for, for the Longhorns in the first year before they head, or last year rather, before they head off uh, to the SEC. And, and I think it's really important for them uh, to go out there and, and prove that they are SEC ready. You know, it's not just, you know, uh, winning, but also the way that they're going to win. You know, this offense does look like they've got an opportunity to be really good with Quinn Ewers uh, back for another, uh, another year and, and an outstanding wide receiver core. I think that defense could take another step. But what I think is so interesting about the Big 12 this year is that everybody, I think this is a critical year for everybody, the new teams that are coming in to prove they can belong, the teams that are going to stay around in the Big 12 to prove that, that they are kind of the new alpha in this new look Big 12. I think for Texas and Oklahoma, it's important to prove they can belong. But, but that doesn't take any of the pressure off of these other teams that are going to be in the Big 12 going forward to prove that, yeah, you know what, if there, there's not going to be a, a, a void at the top. It's our, it's our opportunity. That's, that's our spot. The Texas or OU was just holding it for us. So I think it's really important for, for every team in this, this wild and woolly 14-team Big 12 hunt uh, to, to succeed in 2023. How do you think, Greg, it'll play out uh, when teams play against Texas and against Oklahoma? I mean, I know from a Baylor perspective, you know, you want to beat them. It may be the last time that we play those guys uh, for a long, long time. I think they're going to throw the kitchen sink at them. Yeah. I, think that, I think that this is going to be the, the – I think for Texas and Oklahoma, uh, there's nothing more that these, that these teams, uh, especially the, you know, the eight teams that are going to be kind of holdovers from the old Big 12 to this new Big 12, uh, to, to go out there and to give them a parting gift, so to, so to speak, and say, you know what, we, we can hang and we've got an opportunity to, to be this new team. And then furthermore, for these new programs that are joining the Big 12 right. – uh, an, an opportunity for them to say, hey, you know what? Uh, we're just your replacement. We're just the team that's going to come in and take your spot as well. So I think for every every conference game, especially that Texas and Oklahoma plays, they are going to get every last bit of that playbook and every last bit of that game plan from the coaching staff, simply because uh, it means a lot more than just one game and, and get the difference between, say, eight and four and seven and five. Uh, it means it means uh, potentially kind of a culture-shifting uh, move moving for forward for the next couple of years. Greg Tepper, our guest, managing editor Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, available right now at uh, at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, interested in a couple – your thoughts on a couple of schools. Uh, Joey McGuire in his second year at Texas Tech. What a great first year he had. And then your thoughts on on Baylor looking to uh, really bounce back from a 6-7 and seven finish a year ago. 
Yeah, you know, for Texas Tech, this is a year that they, I think they feel really good uh, moving into the uh, moving into uh, this next year, and that last year was kind of the hop and the skip, and this could be uh, the jump. I think that the expectations are high. They've recruited exceptionally well, and I think that there's an opportunity for the defense to really take take uh, take hold, especially the defensive line guys like Jalen Hutchings and Tony Bradford. I think are going to head up what should be a pretty darn good defensive line. The linebackers can come around. I think Tech could have one of the most improved defenses in the state. This is a Baylor team that I think is is under a little bit of pressure to win right now and I'm extremely interested to see uh, if they can get back to their roots. You know, I, I, I think that when you look at what kind of what, what went wrong with Baylor uh, last year, uh, the offense had trouble with that, with just consistency. And I think a lot of it came down to, I think they got mollywopped on the offensive line by injury uh, and, and they had an opportunity and weren't able to run the ball plain and simple. That's, that's the bread and butter of what this team wants to do. They want to run the ball. Uh, you know, the, the, the quarterback situation is, is important, but, but not, not as important as that offensive line. And so I think there's a lot of optimism on that offensive line to be able to make some moves. I think that they feel pretty good about what they're going to have up front. And, you know, I, I'm a believer in Richard Reese. I think he is a, I think he is an all big, an all conference caliber running back um, when he's got those, that kind of protection up front. And so a lot of this game, a lot of this season, I think for the bears is going to come down to what it did last year, which is ultimately, can they run the ball? If they can, that's a, that wide zone scheme is hard to stop when it gets rolling, when it gets going downhill, uh, you do not want to be in the way. Uh, but last year, they just if too many fits and starts. If they're able to correct that, I think the Bears could be right back towards the top of the Big 12. Yeah, we saw two years ago how well that offense uh, worked, mm. when it's working, how well uh, Baylor plays. Final thought, uh, what about TCU? Second year for Sonny Dykes. Boy, they had a lot of key guys that have moved on. What do you think they can do for an encore? That's what's so fascinating is the team that everybody was talking about last year now has to replace all of those guys that everybody was talking about. You know, Max Duggan uh, is gone. They've got all those outstanding playmakers that are now off to the next level. It's going to be fascinating. You know, Quentin Johnson gone. Kendra Miller's gone. You know, the Steve Avila and Al- Alan Ali on the offensive line are gone. Uh, a lot of it, everyone's going to focus on quarterback. Chandler Morris, I think, is is up for the task. I think he's got the, he's capable of doing it. But what I'm interested in is seeing how they can replace the big play ability they had on the outside. You know, I, I thought Quentin Johnston was maybe the most important player for them last year, uh, simply because he gave them that that number one go to threat. Can a guy like JoJo Earl, the transfer from Alabama? step in and be that guy could a guy like jp richardson out of out of fort ben couldn't he be that guy as well uh there's talent on this roster but there are also a ton of holes to fill and and what made i think sunny dykes year last year so remarkable was he took all these pieces kind of mismatched pieces and he made them fit together so perfectly can he do that again and this time can he do it with a huge target on his chest that's what makes 2023 so interesting for for the horn frogs yeah well, it's great to visit with you. I appreciate your time. Uh, maybe see you in Arlington in a couple of weeks. You'll be there for the Big 12 Media Days? We will be there at Fantastic. Big 12 Media Days and, uh, and, and checking out uh, a little bit of college football because it's about that time. It is. Thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it, and great job on this year's magazine. Always, uh, always a must to get one as soon as it comes out. Thanks very much, Greg. Thanks so much, John. I right, appreciate it. Greg Tepper, the managing editor, editor for Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Uh, what great work, you know, and we don't, and I told Greg this in a, in a text, uh, a reminder, I work for Baylor, so I won't get into high schools that much, but you know, we just skim the surface, you know, of the magazine, the things we talked to Greg (laughs) about. I mean, look at all the, look at all the pages devoted to the high schools in Texas. 
it is, it really is. It's, it's mind boggling the amount of information that yeah. they get into the magazine yeah. every year. And that's, that's what makes it the greatest football magazine in the world. Oh, it is great. By far. It you really know, is. It, it's, it's, it's an event when it's released because it's so good and so thorough and so informative. And I, I can't wait to read this year's yep. like I do every year. You know, every once in a while I'll do a spring cleaning or clean out some stuff. You know, do I really need to keep this? And and I'll run across a, a pretty good stock of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. And I think for just a second, <laughs> do I need these? And I think that's a stupid question. I Yeah, you're not throwing those out. No, no, I've kept <laughs> no. them all. I mean, right. I've kept every one that I've ever had. Uh, you know, that doesn't go back that far, but um, – I'm not getting rid of those. A lot of them, you know, it used to be great. Mr. Dave would, when the magazine would come out, I think he'd get an early box. He'd come by our athletic department. He'd sign the copy, and it'd be sitting on your desk waiting for you. Nice. How valuable is that? Man, that's so great. Isn't that great? So, yeah, just continue to appreciate uh, Mr. Dave Campbell. All right, thanks to Greg Tepper for being on with us. We appreciate that.